0: Hello, listeners. Thanks for joining us for Tiny Sparks Big Flames. Have you ever wondered what it's really like to follow your dreams? If the answer is yes, come along as we get the inside scoop from creatives, innovators, and difference makers who are daring to make their visions a reality in three, two, one. Welcome, everyone, to Tiny Sparks Big Flames. I'm your host, Deb God. Today, the amazing coach, Linda Smith, joins us in the studio. Linda is an outstanding leadership coach and learning consultant who lives and works in Allen, Texas. As the founder of Jetstream Coaching and Consulting, she partners with clients who want to make a significant impact on their careers, organizations, and communities. Linda says she's endlessly curious and fancies herself as an explorer, writer, and photographer. Welcome to the show, Linda.
1: Hi, Deb. I really appreciate your inviting me. I'm looking forward to uh, having this chat with you today. Thank you.
0: Me too. What I'd like to do is start with your journey as a coach, because I know that you have a very long and storied career. Tell us a little bit about your becoming a coach.
1: I started at the University of Iowa, and I worked there for 18 years. And I had an opportunity, because I was working at the university, to really make a difference for people and have them grow. I led a team, I coached that team, and I loved it. But I also wanted to see more of the world. And so the second phase of my career is I went to work for four different major corporations leading their training organizations. You know, in, in between, I got a master's in learning because I love that process. And then the third phase, so the first phase, the university, second phase, corporations, third phase was to start my own business in coaching. When my company went through several changes, and they actually did a reorganization, I found myself looking at what's my next step each time i made a change i really looked at what's my next step and it was really a reimagining of who and what i could be and i thought you know i would love to be able to do that more with people i did it throughout my career coaching and i really wanted to do it now on my own so i started jetstream coaching and consulting and i work with leaders and i work with individuals who are looking you know who are i think my coaching is designed to help people, you know, like clarify their goals, identify the obstacles, find strategies through those obstacles, and then you know, shatter those obstacles to the results that they want. I like, I want people to work on what matters to them.
0: Sure, that makes total sense. So in that process, what is it that drew you specifically to coaching?
1: I think it has always been If I looked at every single job that I've had, the thing that I enjoyed the most was coaching, not just mentoring. So mentoring is one thing, but coaching was another. And I saw people move forward with their lives, be promoted, transform teams. I really just love that. And when I was doing the volunteer coaching, officially as a coach, I supported a woman who started a feeding program, a food program for a nursing home in the Philippines. And the nursing home were people who had been pretty much forgotten by their families. So their resources were incredibly small. And I was able to coach her to get that started and find out what an incredible success that was. I coached another person who wanted to work with his hospital, his company and actually arrange for at least one free surgery a year for someone who needed heart surgery. Wow. And he made that happen, and I was hooked.
0: So one of the things that, as a coach, you help people do is really overcome obstacles and challenges. So we're going to dive in and say, what are those biggest moments and challenges for you, that have stopped you in your tracks and how you bounced back.
1: I decided at one point that I needed to go and get some credentials. I wanted to be a certified coach. I really wanted to understand this this new field and how it worked. And I also wanted to get credentialed through the International Coaching Federation. So I got really started with that. I was coaching at the same time, but I was really focusing a lot on that training. You know, near the end of the training to get certified as a coach, I was diagnosed with an aggressive form of breast cancer. Mm-hmm. I got this diagnosis for breast cancer and it was going to be an interesting journey. I think besides the fact that it was actually no fun at all, it was very humbling. And I've always been really independent. I've always done things on my own and been able to figure out strategies and work them out and get those done. But through that process, I really learned how much I needed my community. My friends were a lifesaver. I mean, they made sure that I got to doctors and to chemotherapy. The people I had met in my coaching classes and program were there to coach me and support me through that whole process so that I didn't stop and it could have just stopped me but they kept me going towards the exams that we needed to take we had to do audio tapes and send them in so people could evaluate your coaching styles and so on and I realized how important community was for me mm. it was really humbling So that stopped me for a while. It didn't totally stop me because I kept going because, again, and this is another reason why I'm now like a huge fan of coaching is because I've seen what it can do for me. So while I was recovering from the mastectomy, the next thing that happened was something that we now call the pandemic. Mm. COVID hit, and what was now considered a very vulnerable demographic. I really had to stay in. And coaching is a field of where you have to get out and network. And you really have to get out and meet people. I was really fortunate that I had good coaching clients. And they supported me with word of mouth. So my coaching business continued. But I couldn't get out and meet people and grow the business the way that I wanted to because while I have a really good business right now, I want it to grow and I want it to expand. I'd also say in that last part, I did get my credentials through ICF. And again, it was people who in my community just kept me going. Yeah. How
0: do you celebrate successes like that?
1: Well, like successes like the certification and the credentialing and so on. And of course, I share that with everybody. I talk to people. And now I can go out to eat and celebrate that way. Successes in my work. The truth of it is my work is really highly confidential. Pretty much what is said in a session stays in a session. Mm. One thing I do do is I have a journal where I write down lessons learned. Mm. And that's from both my successes and my mistakes. And that's part of how I do that. And of course, there's always ice cream as well.
0: Ooh,
1: ice cream. Mm, Yes. The (laughs) perfect way to
0: celebrate, right? (laughs) Yes. What's a time when a simple change in perspective was a game changer for you?
1: Can I tell you a couple of them? Of course. When I was working in the school of journalism, I was really frustrated at the faculty at one point. And my mentor, the director and my boss, shared with me that conflict when done in a healthy way really created a creative tension and that the results would be better because of it. Mm -hmm. So that was a huge shift for me. I think with my business and more current, it's the fact I love coaching. So if I could coach all the time, My business, I would be in heaven. That would be my ideal. But then someone pointed out that what I was creating was not just coaching, but a coaching business. Mm -hmm. And suddenly I realized that all of the things that I don't like to do or thought I didn't was going to have to shift. I was going to have to have a huge shift about that part of the work. You know, I came into it. I don't like marketing, I don't like selling. I don't like, you know, those kinds of things. I just want people to come and be coached, but now I realize that that isn't the way this works. That's not how you build a business. And I needed to sit down and really look at that and reframe that if I want to make a contribution in the world, That marketing isn't bad, selling isn't bad. It is the way that I can do that. Mm. The way that I can expand the time I can work with people. So what is it that fuels you? What's a guilty pleasure particularly that fuels you? You know, the first thing that cropped in my mind is I love to travel. And traveling around the world has been amazing for me. And as a photographer, the world opened up and I could explore everything and I could capture it on my camera and share it with people.
0: If you could take a day long bus tour in Wales with anybody in the world, who would that be and why that person?
1: Well, if Kino Reeves was not available, mm. I would go with Sandy Totsvig. She's a Danish and British broadcaster, filmmaker. She's a writer. She's put out books. She's an activist. She's brilliant. She hosts a sort of talk show called Quite Interesting, and so she's also funny, and I love her humor, and I think it would be a great uh, conversational day to sit around and talk with her. So what would you talk with her about while you're on this tour in Wales? One thing I would ask her is how does she handle all of the things that she does? You know, how does she keep all those balls in the air? Because that's always for any of us who own our own business and we're doing marketing and selling and we're doing coaching and we're doing, I put together my own website. So that was like fun and creative. Like, how do you keep all of the things she's got up in, in the air in the air? I would love to know that. There's just so many things. One of the things is that she's an activist about is women's rights. Mm. So I would ask her about that. I would love to know her perspective and understand where she's coming from. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty fun tour. Oh, I think so. Absolutely. And Wales is beautiful. It's underrated. It's just a beautiful country.
0: I'm curious, you've been working with Jetstream and building Mm -hmm. your business. What do you dream of accomplishing in the next five years?
1: I would love to have a long list of successful clients who have gone on to accomplish things that really matter and that really matter to them, who are creative, who are innovative, and they're out to make a difference in their community or in their organization. That would be great. What advice would you have as a coach for
0: someone who really wants to follow a passion or dream?
1: What advice? Mm -hmm. Generally, when you're planning to go towards a goal, you generally hear you start with a goal and then you time it backwards. Mm -hmm. I've read your book and you've got a section in there where you start with three years. Then you see in order to do that, what do you do in two years? And what do you have to have done in one year and so on? So that you have a direction and you have milestones towards that goal. But I would add one more thing to it, which is I would have them sit down at the very beginning and I would have them explore, is this your goal? Is this really what you want? So I would have them like really assess authentically is this my goal or someone else's goal? Is this my goal or what I think I should do? Because the energy that it takes to go for a goal has to come from inside, has to be a passion and not a, I should, I will. I would also coach them to look for the unpredictable. Say more about that. Oftentimes people will say, I want to do X and I will sit them down and ask them, given the way you live your life and you live in your life right now, What's predictable about that goal? And oftentimes you hear things like, well, I'll stick with it for a month or two and then I'll veer off. And what I help them do is to do the unpredictable so that they can actually get to the end result that they want to have. Hmm. Now, I also want to be really honest. Sometimes I get a client who is sponsored by someone or an organization. And they actually come in with a goal already that's been given to them. And then, of course, we go through and do the steps. Where do you want to be? How do you get there? And so on. And then you build the accountability into that. But at the same time, I still start out with the why. I think we've all heard of Senec and the why. You still have to understand why are you going for this goal.
0: Yeah, what is your why is so powerful, right? Mm -hmm. It really is. So we have two more questions. You ready? Okay. All right. This is a fun question. Mm -hmm. You live in Allen, Texas. Okay. And Allen is pretty near both Dallas and Fort Worth, correct? Yeah. What special places do you love to go in and around Allen or in Dallas, Fort Worth for fun,
1: for play, for inspiration? Again, that balance. In Fort Worth? I love to go to the Japanese garden, and they have a really fantastic art museum, the Kimball Art Museum. But probably my most favorite place of all is in Dallas. Dallas Arboretum is incredibly beautiful. I don't know if you've heard of Japanese forest bathing, where they have discovered that going into a natural setting or nature... They actually find people's heart rate goes down, that their blood pressure goes down, and they actually feel it as a positive to their immune system. So kind of going through the arboretum in the Japanese garden are kind of my forest bathing. But even more than that, it's just plain beautiful there. And it's always changing. So I always have something to take pictures of, something new, something beautiful to photograph.
0: Sounds lovely. All right, one more question. What's next for you, Linda Smith?
1: I want to get out. I want to meet more people. And I want to expand the business because I like and love what I do. Linda, thank you so much for being with us today. And thank
0: you, everyone, for listening to the show and spreading the word about us to all of your family and friends. Linda, how can people learn more about you as well as Jetstream
1: Coaching and Consulting? Well, I have a website. It is jetstream.coach and they can also connect with me on LinkedIn. It's Linda Diane Smith. With a name like Linda Smith, you have to use your middle name. So it is linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Linda Diane Smith.
0: Beautiful. Listeners, check out Linda's website, check out her LinkedIn and connect with her on LinkedIn. Both she and Jetstream are making a difference in the lives of everyone who knows her. That's it for this episode of Tiny Sparks Big Flames. If you enjoyed the conversation, definitely check out our webpage at tinysparksbigflames.com. You can find more great information about today's guests, see what they're up to, and even follow their work. Until next time, dream big, and thanks for listening.